Hello, Timberwolves fans. It is time for another episode of Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 18 today, Tuesday, February 10th, 2009. My dad's birthday and my nephews, Max and Alex, twin nephews, Max and Alex, their fourth birthday. So congratulations and happy birthday to three people, my dad and my nephews. Very interesting stuff. Very, very interesting indeed. All born on the same day, but about, oh, 61 years apart. Eh, that's all. But anyhow, <laughs> let's get on to this episode of Timberwolves Explosion, which is available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes and TimberwolvesPress.com. And I want to thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show. I appreciate it very, very much. Hello to all of you, some of you new listeners. As there are new listeners out there, the ratings have quadrupled in about a three-week span. Yes, the ratings have quadrupled as I've gone on an aggressive campaign to bring in more listeners. And, folks, it is working. And I am very, very excited. And I thank every one of you for coming and listening to the show. It is just terrific to have you on board I hope you like it. Please tell a friend if you do, and please rate me on iTunes. Please give me a rating on iTunes. Leave a comment. All it does is help this show and bring more and more credibility to future listeners. All righty. Well, thesportstuff.com is the official homepage of the sports uh, of the Timberwolves explosion. Excuse me. And on thesportstuff.com, we do have a message boards or forums. On the front page of thesportstuff.com, click on the button that says TSS Boards. Do click on that. That's how you can sign up and interact with us podcasters and other members of the website. Over 300 of us now. Let's get that thing to about 3,000. Heck yeah, that is the plan. You can vote on the polls for this show. And, uh, you know, that is how... You can interact with me, at least for this time being, until we get a phone line, which I hope to do that very soon. We'll get to that at some point. Also, TimberwolvesPress.com, spectacular, also a member of that website now. And uh, TimberwolvesPress.com is your one-stop source for everything Timberwolves basketball, of course, reported the O.J. Mayo for Kevin Love and Mike Miller trade before anybody else, and also reported the ACL tear for Al Jefferson. First to report that also on the Internet. Now, sources, of course, got to Alec, who is the webmaster and the the uh, the top writer on thesportstuff.com. Also, Joe Weiss, who is the beat writer for TimberwolvesPress.com. I'm sorry, I might have said sportstuff.com. But, yeah, these guys do a great job. It is great to join your crew and be officially a member of this website as well of TimberwolvesPress.com. Press.com and thesportstuff.com as we are all working together to make things better for us all. Well, with that, I'm going to take a quick break as today we're going to talk about Al Jefferson's injury. We're going to review three games and, uh, yeah, we're just going to get into how, what direction this team is going to go the rest of the year. Maybe we'll see some trades. We'll be right back after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. 
Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. A reminder for iPod users, episode number 18, that is, a reminder for iPod users. Well, first of all, we're going to review three games. Also, by the way, do check out Purple Mafia. That is my Minnesota Vikings podcast. More than worth listening to. Do check it out. Very entertaining, as is this show. And um, But, yeah, we're going to review three games here. The Timberwolves, of course, losers of all three games, unfortunately. They lose to the Houston Rockets on Saturday the 7th. They lose to the New Orleans Hornets Sunday the 8th. Of course, all February. And Tuesday the 10th, tonight, tonight, just the game just ended, we lose to the Toronto Raptors at home. That was awfully frustrating. Well, let's go to the Houston game. This one was fairly ugly. I mean, the Wolves were competitive at some points in this game, especially early on. The Timberwolves, our Minnesota Timberwolves, take a 27-20 to lead after the first quarter. They came out with some nice fire. Al Jefferson had... Arguably, at least on paper, well, on paper he had his best game as a Timberwolf. He had a 30-20 game, folks. 30-20, 36 points, 22 rebounds, just absolutely everywhere. This is like Kevin Garnett against the Sacramento Kings years ago, how he used to just own the Kings. Well, Al Jefferson always plays well against Yao Ming. He always does. There are multiple YouTubes with Al Jefferson just making a fool out of Yao Ming, making just a slam in his face, basically. Um, he also got four assists, by the way, speaking of Kevin Garnett. Unfortunately, he was blocked six times in this game. Four steals also for Al Jefferson, I might add, as I'm kind of jumping around here. Yeah, Yao Ming had five blocks. Al Jefferson overall blocked six times in this game. That was a little tough to swallow. Just a little. That's the unfortunate part, but he did have a heck of a game. He shot the ball 30 times, 16 of 30. So he was over 50%, but the Wolves as a whole shot Awfully bad in this game. Awfully bad. Randy Foy, 3 of 15. 3 of 15 for Randy Foy. Yikes. Terrible. As Randy Foy's jump shot has abandoned him. Has abandoned him until, well, the third game in this review. It kind of sort of comes back. We'll get to that later. But at this point in time, my God, I mean, just the, the downtrend continues. It's like Northwest Airlines, you know, like a stock. It's like, yeah, you might want to wait before you buy it until you see some sign of something. Yeah. Then again, it is a good time to buy. What am I saying? You buy what no one else is, right? <laughs> Kevin Love, one of seven from the floor in another start for him. Since Craig Smith's injury, Craig Smith's injury, Kevin Love, his weakest game as a starting power forward at this point in time, only four points in the game. Nine rebounds is okay, but didn't really look comfortable in this game. Ryan Gobbs, 5 of 14. I mean, the Timberwolves as a whole shot about 40%, but other than Isle Jefferson and Telfair, who was okay, and Miller, uh, it was pretty ugly, pretty ugly. Yeah, Gobbs, 5 of 14. Miller, 3 of 5. Yeah, he shot the ball only five times. Seven points off the bench. Also chipped in five assists. You got to like that. Telfer's nine assists was really nice. Not really nice. He also had three of five from, from downtown and four of nine overall. Telfer finding his shot a little bit, and those are nice numbers for Bassey. Very nice numbers indeed. Uh, Brian Cardinal, he's getting a little teeny bit more playing time. A little bit. Rashad McCants, 
returning again for the second game in a row. And right back to good old Rashad. One of one for five from the floor, one of four from three-point range. Eh, but he only played 15 minutes, so he it wasn't his fault. He didn't really necessarily gun us out of the game like he used to in the past. Uh, you could argue Foy and Gomes kind of gunned us out of this game a little bit. Uh, Jefferson probably took too many shots. I mean, you you got to say he did, but, he, he, hey, he was going well. He was going fairly well other than those freaking blocks, getting blocked six times. That's kind of tough. He had a two of his own, but that ain't quite what you want. Yao Ming also had a 30-point game, and like I said, five blocks. Only six rebounds, though. Yao Ming not always known for being a big-time rebounder, but sometimes in the uh, the uh, yeah, glorified role player at this point, <laughs> Tracy McGrady, that's kind of almost what he is some, sometimes. Six of 16 from the floor, but he did make three of four threes. And Rafer Alston made all three of his three-point shots. He shot 80% from the floor, eight of ten. Rafer Alston with one of his great games. A guy who is a fairly inconsistent player, you know, a mediocre to above-average point guard, a very famous uh, streetballer in the day, Skip Tumalo. Skip Tumalo, as forecaster would say, Rafer Alston. Um, yeah, he had a big game. He had a big game tonight. He was, uh, he was, he was doing the and one. No, he only got two free throws, but you get the idea. He was having a pretty, pretty hot game. Ron Artest, pretty dang good off the bench. Only one of five from three-point range, but 50% overall. Six of 12 from the floor. So overall, pretty good. Six assists and seven rebounds, by the way, for Ron Artest. Kind of doing it all. He's kind of their Mike Miller in, in that sense. But, uh, the important thing is, after the Wolves and Rockets were tied at 50 apiece, things things went downhill. It was an okay third quarter. Wolves still within five. It's like, yeah, we're still alive. El Jefferson's going really well, but then the Rockets explode with those three-pointers in the fourth, and Yao Ming just dominating down the stretch. 31-19 to was your fourth quarter. Rockets pull away and win by 17. So there you go. That is that game. It is time to move on. Got to move on, right? And the Wolves go to New Orleans, and uh, by the end of this game, the Wolves are moving on as well. And uh, that'll be top. That'll be the next topic in segment three. This being, of course, segment two. Randy Foy. Well, same crap, different day. 0 of six from three point range, five of fifteen from the floor. Literally the same crap, different day. So all of a sudden he can't find his shot for some reason. Uh, I know we uh, any basketball player all the way from my level, from my level all the way up to the pros, <laughs> you know, you're going to have, you're, you're going to go through stretches. It's not just game to game. It's not just sports, or I mean, it's not just like a video game where it's just game to game. There are stretches. Foy's having a tough time. Telfair, okay, again. He's actually playing like a steady point guard, 14.6 rebounds. Um, Telf, or Foy only wound up with 10 points. Pretty frustrating. Jefferson, a very big game. The Wolves were winning pretty much the entire way here. They led by one at the half. They led by six after two quarters. They led by two after three quarters. But things started to go downhill in the fourth. New Orleans just started to come back slowly but surely. And the confidence for this team was drained later on. Um, overall, Miller, not so great. Gomes, really refinding re- his shot. Five of six from three-point range, 21 points. I mean, Ryan Gomes, when he plays well, he is fun to watch. And overall, his game is catch and shoot. Catch and shoot when it comes to the offensive side of the game. 
Uh, he's a decent defender. They talk about how he draws the toughest assignment all the time. I can't really tell you Gomes is a uh, defensive specialist. He's just a decent defender, in my opinion. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He is a decent defender to me. Rodney Carney is a defensive specialist, if you really want to give somebody that role, as would have been Corey Brewer, unfortunately, but we all know what happened there. ACL injury, and hopefully he comes back okay next year as well. Um, Big L, though, late in the game, landed on one leg, the knee buckled, and uh, the knee buckled, and and there was just a hope and pray that, hey, this is just one of those things, and uh, it just wasn't the case there. Tough deal, and that is going to be the topic later in the day. But uh, I just had to bring that up because this was the game, and, uh, yeah, you could just see the confidence of this team just drain at this point in time. Everybody just, like, can't believe it. Peja Stajakovic had a horrible game, 2 of 11, 0 of 6 from three-point range, but he did make all seven free throws. Oh, goody. Um Chris Paul didn't even play in this game. Chris Paul didn't even play in this game. That is a big part of the reason why the Wolves were in it. Uh, Butler and Daniels. Butler and Daniels. Rasul Butler and Antonio Daniels was the starting backcourt for the New Orleans Hornets. And Rasul Butler had 23 points. 23 points. The Wolves guards could not handle him for some stinking reason. 9 of 15 from the floor. Alrighty then. Huh. And Sean Marks, now that just pisses me off. Sean Marks is a journeyman at best, pretty much a uh, NBDL type of player, but, you know, he's, he's stuck around, and I'll give him some credit, but 6 of 8 from the floor, 18 points by Sean Marks? Come on, come on. Where, what, what's going on here, guys? Come on. Where is the defense inside? That is very frustrating. Indeed, David West actually started at center. Oh, goody, David West, you know, was the guy who ended up getting into the All-Star game over Al Jefferson. Mm, you know, he's hurt, but, yeah, he certainly didn't look too great in this game. He, he looked okay at best. But uh, what matters most is the Wolves lost the game, and they lost their superstar. And I am going to call him that now, as he is becoming a superstar, according to people all over the world. You know, all over the world, like other podcasts on the show are calling him that. NBA East to West was calling him that. Rusty and PMAC calling him that. Dave Eng calling him that. I mean, everybody. Gavin, you know, the Celtics show. Celtics revived everybody on here that talks basketball has been calling him that. And, uh, <laughs> of course, this being our show, we, we absolutely agree. You know, he is a superstar, and uh, we're going to miss him very much. Now, I keep getting ahead of myself. We're just going to say goodbye to that game. And we're going to move on to the game tonight, the Toronto Raptors. The Wolves cannot get it done against the Toronto Raptors at home. They, it looked pretty good going into this game. Um, Toronto, though, did take an early lead, 23-16, to 16, so a little bit of uh, lame energy starting off this game. It kind of felt like a morgue at the beginning, and you kind of felt that that was going to happen. Um, the day after, uh, something as devastating as what happened the other night. You're not going to have a super amount of confidence going in. Randy Foy, though, now he wasn't spectacular in this game. He missed a lot of uh, opportunities late, but had 33 points in this game. Huge, 11 of 22 from the floor, 3 of 6 of 3-point range. Good for 50% as a whole. Randy Foy, 50% from the floor and from 3-point range, made all eight of his free throws. And Randy Foy, I guess, I guess he's the guy, folks. I mean, that 
pretty much tells you that emphatically coming in. Randy Foy is the guy. Uh, Kevin Love, though, was okay. I mean, you can't really put all the pressure on him, though. He's playing some serious minutes. He is now the Al Jefferson. He is the starting center for the Timberwolves. 38 minutes, 6 of 14 from the floor, 15 points, 11 rebounds. And I'm going to expect double-double after double-double for Kevin Love. And, of course, <laughs> there is no chance in hell that he is not going to start the rest of the season. Gomes was okay, but inconsistent on t- uh, tonight. He was good sometimes and not good overall, though, I would say. 7 of 17 from the floor. I think he shot the ball too much, if you want my opinion. I really do. I think he shot the ball too much. Mike Miller, only 4 of 8. Some of those shots should have gone to Mike Miller. He's a better shooter than Gomes. And Mike Miller was 50% from the floor. As Mike Miller's starting again, 43 point, 43 and a half minutes in this game. Just unbelievable, but only 12 points. As I said, only 8 shots from the floor. 2 of 5 from 3-point range. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Well, the numbers wouldn't indicate that he, uh, how weak of a game he had, to be honest, if you want my opinion. 22.8 rebound game. That's okay numbers. Did have five personal fouls. Had some trouble defensively tonight. And overall, just he uh, he, <laughs> he missed a layup that, you know, should have just been a total gimme. And uh, that's, that's ridiculous for a guy like Jermaine O'Neal. And uh, I can't blame anybody for being just a little frustrated for him. Uh, Chris Bosch, also injured, did not play in this game. So... It's still a winnable game, I would think, for the Wolves. The uh, Raptors are only two games ahead of the Wolves in the overall standings. And, of course, the Stars are both teams not playing. So, alrighty then. The Wolves had a massive second quarter. Floyd putting the ball in the hoop here, like others. 32-18 to 18 in the second quarter. And both teams trade baskets back and forth in the third, but the Wolves maintain their lead. Foy hitting threes. In that third quarter, very exciting indeed. 32 points apiece, as I said, as the Wolves take a lead into the fourth quarter. But uh, just everything, it's like the lid went on the rim in this fourth quarter, and Toronto, for some reason, couldn't miss all of a sudden. They shot 53% from the floor as a whole, about 44% from three-point range. The Wolves, unfortunately, 43% from the floor and 27 from three-point range. Just weren't clicking. They shot too many threes in this game. Only 7 of 26 from the floor, whereas Toronto timed their threes a little better, 7 of 16. So there you go. Opportunities were there to win this game without a doubt. As late in the game, when Randy Foy was driving to the basket, could not get it to go. No call. And then another try where he was clearly fouled, clearly fouled. I mean, the guy was just riding him for about from about the free throw line to the basket, and another no call. And Kevin McHale just started going, hey, come on, call the foul. It, uh, I was reading his lips. He was saying, oh, come on, oh, so it must be Orlando's pool right there. That's the only name that makes sense. Scott Fisher and Mark Lindsay wouldn't work, so it's got to be Orlando's pool. Could not, I was not. Going to make the call. As Jim Peterson said, yeah, I guess the refs must have something to do tonight after the game. I mean, well, that's just not right. you got to make that call. And um, not a good not a good sequence for the Wolves at all right there. The Wolves already down by, by uh, six points at the time. Could have used that basket to get them back in the game with about a minute left. You know, make a defensive stop, and who knows. Yeah. Well, that pretty much wrapped it up right there. McHale not called for a technical because he wasn't really 
over the top. He was just saying, just make the call. Come on, call the foul. And um, I think it's going to be a frustrating rest of the season, folks. Toronto is not a good basketball team. Things are not going well for the Toronto Raptors at all right now. And uh, not going well at all. Things are going south real quick. Uh, some some people are going to get traded. Jermaine O'Neal probably on his way out somewhere, possibly to Miami, for Sean Marion has been, been reported constantly on other shows on thesportstuff.com. Um, I don't know what's really going to happen there, but it's something something's going to happen at some point in time. Amari Stoudemire, of course, all over the trade rumors. We'll probably get into trade rumors in episode number 19, though, as more and more will surface. But uh, today we're going to get into the Al Jefferson conversation and what to look for the rest of the year. And the third segment is the Wolves, of course, just lose another one tonight. So with no further ado, going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 18, a reminder for iPod users. Do check out Brave the Wild, also a podcast of mine, the Minnesota Wild podcast on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. Well, folks, Al Jefferson is done, as I mentioned, done for the year. And, uh, yeah, like we said, came down on one leg, Randy Foy, hoping for the best, praying that Al Jefferson would be okay, and uh, unfortunately not the case. As uh, as mentioned, on TimberwolvesPress.com, it was released first, breaking news. They saw the breaking news sign right on the top of TimberwolvesPress.com. Good job by Alec and Joe to find that information. Alec, I believe, was the one that was able to nail that, as he deemed sources now, he's not going to give away his sources, and I don't blame him. I mean, hey, it's his site, and it's his job. So, I mean, it's his, you know, it's his prerogative, absolutely. You do not want to give away your sources, and I wouldn't either. So, <laughs> that's the bit. As the news broke to him first on the Internet, and, uh, yeah, out for the season, Al Jefferson, as uh, all the talk about the MCL suddenly becomes the ACL. And when you see that, you just know it's over. And now the biggest question is, how long will Jefferson be out? How long will Jefferson be out? I mean, this is an ACL injury. They are usually six months to a year. Now, six months ultimately is the recovery period when you can start playing again, hopefully. Now, when you do the math, that would mean August. So that means not till August, folks, that he could really kind of start playing again. Potentially, I mean, he's going to have a lot of rehab. I'm sure he'll be taking jump shots in the somewhat near future. Hopefully be able to work out and stuff, probably in the pool and stuff. But, um, yeah, this is not fun at all. Uh, and and, and uh, it usually takes a calendar year to maybe two years sometimes to be back totally 100% again. 
pain-free, uh, to be able to make the same cuts you used to make, and stuff like that. But the one fortunate part, not to downplay anything at all, because this is just scares the living crap out of me. This never happened to Kevin Garnett in all those years. All the years Kevin Garnett was here, 12 years, never tore a knee ligament, never had this kind of injury. I mean, the biggest injury he had was an ankle injury when he missed five games. Other than that, the flu a couple times. But uh, as I'm trying to say now, as I keep jumping around, because this is just, man, this, this, this hit me hard, folks. It really did. And I'm sure it hit a lot of you hard out there as well. But uh, the one thing that's somewhat encouraging is Al Jefferson is not a point guard or shooting guard. Point guards and shooting guards rely on their quickness, their footwork, you know, when it comes to just, just being flat out quick, their explosiveness on the break or just in the half-court game when they try to just break somebody down off the dribble, you know, like Randy Foy or somebody like that. They rely on that, the, the perimeter players. Al Jefferson being a center or power forward, really, a natural power forward and in Amari Stoudemire type center, you know, a scoring power forward center basically is what he is. He doesn't really rely on blazing speed or anything like that in his game. His game is his overall post-up moves. Now, of course, you got to have strength in that knee uh, when you're when you're backing into somebody. So th- that, that's still a concern. But I I just believe that it's not going to really kill his career like it could a a guy like like say a Randy Foyer or Rashad McCants. Luckily, Rashad McCants physically has recovered from that micro, uh, excuse me, micro-fracture surgery in the cartilage in his knee, as did Amari Stoudemire, but both of them, it took forever to recover from that. Uh, Stoudemire was not the same player for a year. McCants, well, McCants is McCants. It's, it's more it's more between the years with McCants than his knee. But uh, that's the one hope you have right there also. But, um and I, I feel for this guy. He really was doing so well. He was averaging 26 points a game in February, just just tearing it up, about 27 points a game. And uh, just want to wish him the best, pray for his health. Uh, man, I mean, you hope he can come back next season strong and ready to go again, but you, you just don't know. It, it's an ACL injury, even though times have changed. Like years ago, like say in the early 80s, Players were a, 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 a shell of themselves. Excuse me, like Norm Nixon of the L.A. Lakers, a shell of himself after that happened to him. Magic Johnson was pretty devastated. That would have been his backcourt mate probably for the whole 80s, and the Lakers would have been even better. But, um, again, a backcourt player. So we're just going to have to see what happens at this. And uh, we'll just see. Uh, Corey Brewer, the same thing. He, he, he does rely on his quickness, Corey Brewer. But fortunately for him, his injury was about uh, three months ago, so he's probably about halfway healed now in that. But again, he's out for the whole season. So, I don't know. I, I kind of just get a loss of words when this kind of thing happens because you just you just feel for him. He's, he's such a young, talented player. Uh, luckily, we haven't had this kind of thing happen since, say, Robert Smith of the Minnesota Vikings, and luckily he kept coming back from his even though he'd missed the whole freaking year, he'd come back the next year and be really good again. So let's just hope that's the case for Al Jefferson, and this will be the first and last serious injury that will occur for Al Jefferson. And, um, man, he had been an Iron Man, not missed a single game for the Wolves until this happened. And I just I, I just remember going on and just, oh, 
realizing how serious this was, it just, it just, it hit me hard. And, um, sorry if I seem a little bit kind of back and forth on it because of that. But, yeah, you, you get the idea. It's just, it's one of those things, folks. It's one of those things. It's a part of the game. Uh, Mikhail says he feels terrible for Al. Al's really, right now, devastated. He feels terrible about it, but I said, you know, Things all happen for for the for the reason. It's hard for me to figure out what this reason is, but somehow he's going to have to make the best of it and rehab and get better. So it's just one of those things. Here's Mikhail again. Jefferson will have surgery, and then I have no idea. Mikhail said of Jefferson's timetable, we'll find out after the surgery. Well, yeah, that's kind of about it. I have no idea either, folks. Just going to have to cross your fingers and hope for the best. So that is the deal. That is the deal. Uh, it's going to be up to Kevin Love, of course, to be the main force on the inside. But, of course, you can't put too much pressure on him like you saw tonight. He was good, but never going to be – yeah, he's he's not ready to really be – like take on leadership role of the franchise. Uh, Randy Foy looks to be willing – to take the reins of this team right now. I would say he is going to be the main focus on the offense at this point in time. But overall, Kevin McHale, I, I, I can see him looking for more of an overall team thing. But uh, Foy, Foy right now is the best player on this team, I would have to say. Uh, you want Mike Miller to take more shots. He should, especially if he's going to be playing 44 minutes or whatever like he did tonight. That was crazy. Uh, same thing with... Same thing with uh, Telfair, I guess. A couple more shots. Hopefully, he'll continue to drive to the basket. He made a really, he made a couple of really nice moves to the hoop tonight. That I, hey, he looked awfully good. Telfair, I thought was Telfair has been playing a lot better of late. Um, it's it's really going to be Kevin Love and Mike Miller. I'd have to say their roles are going to increase the most on this team. Mike Miller kind of is what he is with this team for some strange reason. He's more of just a kind of an everything guy. He's more of a Shane Battier than. Uh, the big-time shooter that he was with the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, Shane Batty without being a good defender. And uh, speaking of injuries, once again, Mike Miller tweaked his ankle a little bit again going for a loose ball. It's just, ugh, you, you can't make it up, folks. You can't make it up. It has been a really, really tough year for this team. Kevin Ollie, Jason Collins tore up his elbow when he fell off a golf cart or fell with a golf cart tipped over with him in it. Yeah, terrific. Um, you know, Jefferson had a... Uh, a slight sprain in his knee earlier in the year. Hopefully that didn't kind of have to do with it. Maybe. Maybe it did. Sometimes it does. And you just don't know. You just don't know until something bad happens. And then, boom, <laughs> it's like it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Uh, yeah, and, of course, Corey Brewer done for the year. Kevin Ollie dislocated elbow. And Mike Miller seems to tweak his ankle every couple of days. And uh, there was a, a couple of major tweaks. The first one in Orlando was a big one. And the next one, about two weeks later, I think it was against Houston, I think. And, yeah, that wasn't pretty either. So we'll just have to see what happens there. Hope and pray for some better luck with this team. Maybe we'll get a better draft pick now, maybe, with a better lottery pick. I'm not sure how many more games this team can win the rest of the year. Maybe five, folks, and we'll be just right at 22 wins like last year. And uh, that could be good for the one through five, uh, top five pick once again. So I guess we're going to be keeping that draft pick so the uh, Clippers aren't going to be getting that pick just yet. (laughs) 
So no top 10 pick or, or top, uh, above top 10 pick, then it would go to the Clippers. So it looks like the Wolves just might have, maybe, might have four draft picks this summer. We'll see what happens. Until then, well, until next week when we're going to talk probably some more trade talk, we're just going to have to say goodbye, and <laughs> it's all-star break. Oh, goody. So the next show might not be for a little while. I'm not going to be able to watch the All-Star game because of my schedule. Got to go to work, and uh, it's not really much to see without Al Jefferson there anyway, or Kevin Love for the uh, rookie-sophomore game. But uh, hope hope those of you out there enjoy it. I usually do watch the All-Star game because I love basketball, but uh, ain't going to happen this year. Not my choice. So we'll have a show in probably a week and a half, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have some good things to talk about then. Until then, take care. Enjoy the time off if you can. It's going to be boring, but we'll see what happens. We'll talk to you soon then.